What does it mean to manufacture a stronger standard? At DeGeist Steelworks, it means to solve challenges and help manufacturers achieve more through our people, our technology, and our belief that anything is possible. This is Manufacturing a Stronger Standard, a podcast by DeGeist Steelworks. All right, hello everyone. Welcome back to Manufacturing a Stronger Standard. I'm your host, Derek DeGeist, president of DeGeist Corporation and Lesta USA. Today is our second episode in a series on wheel refinishing for the retread industry. This episode is going to be really interesting to both those that are in this industry, in other types of manufacturing, or you're just interested in how things work. Because every truck, trailer, delivery vehicle, they all have on the road, they all have a similar wheel and, and tires. And so the retread process is used on a massive scale to reduce the cost of the ownership of the wheel, and it drastically reduces the the environmental impact of keeping these tires out on the, out of our landfills. I did some research on this and uh, they actually annually, the retread industry saves a hundred million gallons of oil annually in making of the tire. And it saves millions of tires from ending up in the landfills. So, amen. I think that's super cool. So uh, today we're honored to have joining us industry experts from IMI. And IMI is a uh, one of the pioneers and leaders in the retread industry. And today we've got Bob Fogel, president of IMI, and Tim Gillespie, national sales manager. Um, guys, thanks for joining us today. Thank well, you, Derek. Well, Great to be here. Yeah, you bet. So you guys have been pioneers in developing solutions for the fleet vehicles for decades. Can you guys tell us, uh, and some of our listeners, more about your company and how you guys got started? Sure, Derek. This is Bob. I'll, I'll kick things off with just giving you some background on our company. It was actually founded by my father back in 1973. And, and my father always had a knack for looking for a better way to, to do things. And since that time, we've been uh, providing solutions for commercial truck tires and wheels. We really help truck tires and wheels live longer, healthier lives. And as you indicated, in this industry, it's it's vast. I mean, trucks truly do move America. And some of their highest operating costs are tires, and those tires are mounted on wheels, which is the topic for today. But to give you some context to what brings us to uh, this topic of wheel refinishing, we created this category back in the mid-80s. And prior to that, uh, the company started in 73. In the late 70s, moving into the early 80s, uh, there's a big transition that was taking place in the truck tire industry. It was moving from tube-type tires to tubeless tires. Back then, uh, the first generations of these new tires with the tubes actually built into them, they were having trouble maintaining air pressure. So my father saw an opportunity to develop a solution to help maintain air pressure in these tires that are getting retreaded. So he developed a product that's similar to a coating. The coating would go inside the tire and air cure and provide a barrier to help prevent that migration of air through the innerliner. And that's really important to where we are today with wheel refinishing because at that time we were applying that coating manually. You'd have an operator put the tire up on a piece of equipment, that tire would rotate and manually apply this coating inside. So we looked at that and thought, hey, there's gotta be a better way for this. Let's develop a way to automate this. And that's really where we started to cut our teeth in the equipment business. We developed a machine that would apply that coating internally by the touch of a button. And while we were at it, we thought, hey, there's a whole other uh, operation here where they're painting the sidewall of the tire. Let's 
develop a, a brand new tire paint that's superior to others in the marketplace. And let's combine this so we can simultaneously apply our product on the inside and our tire paint on the outside. We call that machine the one step. And uh, that just really took two operations, consolidating for a more efficient uh, and just a big time saver in the retread shop. Well, that's that's super cool. So so we're talking on the retreads. So as these tires wear down, they got to yep. either get thrown away or we got to retread them. So I got to walk through some of these factories numerous times. It's like being on an episode of how it's made, but the way yeah. that they they inspect them and they take they take the rim off of the wheel and then uh, the, or the tire and the tire goes in, they grind it down. It's been it's been there's a lot of levels of automation on that retread side. Um, and they've really been able to do some really neat stuff there. And then, but then once they separate that and they're working on getting retreading that wheel or the or the tire, the rim itself, that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother piece of this puzzle. And I think that's where you guys have really um, come in and offered some equipment to be able to get that back ready to be able to marry back up with that new retreaded tire. Can you guys explain a little bit about your equipment and how you guys have uh, been servicing that side of the industry? Sure, uh, that, that's what happened back when we entered the retread industry uh, with this with these products and we had that experience with the, the one-step machine. Uh, by being in that marketplace, uh, we were in touch with this, these customers and in 1984, that was a real critical time because that's when OSHA updated a regulation specifically about the servicing of wheels and tires and how you mount them for safety purposes for employees. Hmm. So back at that time, there's a section called wheel component acceptability. I'll just uh, read a couple of sections that really launched this industry and, and, and created a problem that needed solved. It says multi-piece wheel components and single piece wheels must be inspected prior to assembly. Any wheel or wheel component which has been out of shape, pitted from corrosion, broken or cracked, must be marked or tagged unserviceable and removed from the service area. And it concludes by saying rim flanges, rim gutters, rings, and the bead seating areas of wheels must be free of any dirt, surface rust, scale, or loose or flake rubber buildup prior to tire mounting and inflation. And this OSHA reg was simply to keep people safe out there because a tire is containing a truck tire 100 PSI or more. So it can be very, uh, very fatal even if something explodes. So based upon that, back at the time, the industry solution, dad had gone to some, some uh, industry association meetings and this question was being posed, how do we comply as a trucking company or as a tire dealership with this new regulation? And you know what the answer was? Hmm. A wire brush and a heck of a lot of elbow grease. That was <laughs> the answer. So with that knack for, hey, there's got to be a better way. And some of the experience we had with equipment, we thought, hey, let's see if we can solve this problem with equipment. So that's what we set out to do. And we pioneered the first turnkey uh, wheel rim refinishing system in the industry. And Perfect. when we put the prototype together, uh, our first uh, placement of that machine was at a Goodyear truck tire center in Ohio. And the interesting thing about how that all unfolded is that we put the machine in there and it was just a day and night difference. I mean, you can imagine what you can do with just a wire brush and how much time that takes and effort to really, truly clean that wheel. Well, we, we uh, formulated a, a system that uses the shot blasting method. So we were able to, in a few minutes, strip all the paint, 
all the corrosion, all that pitted corrosion on the wheel off of it so you could uncover everything on that surface. And now you can see hairline cracks. You can see those elongated bolt holes and things that that paint and that rust were hiding. So yeah. once we, we, we put the machine in operation uh, with Goodyear's connections uh, working with us, we invited some of the major fleets in the country back at that time to come in, uh, send your wheels in, and we'll refinish them for you before your very eyes, which is what happened. And when they saw that, they immediately saw this is a solution to how we can comply. We can rely on you, our tire dealer, to provide this service for us. And it really launched a whole new business proposition for commercial tire dealers. Now, not only could they retread that casing like you just described, they can get the entire assembly in as a mated tire wheel, dismount the tire from the wheel, retread that casing, refinish the wheel, which is essentially recycling as well, and take it back to the customer's mated assembly. So at that point, it really started a whole new category. And that's what we pioneered back in the day. Hmm. That's that's fascinating. So that you you took something that there was no solution, created one and really yeah, created an entire industry um, and one that we not only did I not know existed, but I also I think about going down the interstate and the road. I never worry. I never even thought of uh worrying about the, the, the big semi next to me as I drive That's by right. my family. And That's um, right, yeah. you guys are the reason why we don't have to worry about it. So mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> yeah. So how, what does that uh, look like now? So your equipment mix, are, what, where are you guys at in the process now? So this, this obviously industry that you, you started has exploded. It's, it's huge uh, industry um, across the across the nation, we see places everywhere, and there's uh, you got Michelin, um, Cooper, Bridgestone. There's like uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of very big uh, tire names that have gotten into this industry, um, and have uh, how are how are you guys fit into it now today? Yeah, so just kind of making that full circle now from where it was and where it is today. It's you know today that the commercial dealer wants to be the one-stop shop, right? So they want to have the on-the-wheel type programs from the tires and the wheels to be refinished. So what we've done is we've developed that whole equipment for a whole solution today from the start to finish and by using guidelines that are out there too. So we do a lot with the TMC, the, the, the Technology Maintenance Council. So there's RPs out there to make sure that we're doing right inspections of those wheels so when it goes through the process, there's no other concerns when it's finalized, right? So we get that nice painted wheel at the end, but we want to make sure in the beginning stages that that the wheel has no in, in you know cracks or degradation of the bolt holes or anything that. So that's part of the process, and and the final process of the coating, right? We're putting the right mill thickness on it, which now we have a complete process through the whole equipment that we offer. Uh, so the end result is what you see on the road, that nice white wheel or gray wheel out there with that nice new mounted tire. So tell us about kind of when your how how this how we came to be. How do we meet? Because I mean, I've I seem like uh, we we didn't know the industry, but we knew our customers coming to us and wanted to add another level of automation with our robotic side. And then as we were designing, we ended up designing and around and integrating into your equipment um, at the same time. So how did that look from your from your side um, as, as uh, kind of we ended up bumping into each other and meeting each other? 
But Derek, that actually uh, got kicked off due to relationships. Uh, we have uh, an industry subject matter expert in Woodward Finishing named Jeff Redding. And Jeff has outstanding relationships he's developed over the, the decades, literally. And he received a contact from uh, Bowerbilt, one of our partners out in Wisconsin. And they were they had been introduced to the Lesto robot. They were interested in it and wanted to consult with Jeff to find out, hey, how would this integrate into the IMI system, which is what they were using? And he pointed Jeff to your website. Uh, Jeff began to learn about it. And just on the heels of that, Jeff received another contact uh, from Service Tire Truck Center. They're located here in Pennsylvania. And they, too, wanted Jeff to give them uh, some some tips and consulting on, hey, how might this integrate with the, with an overall system? In fact, uh, Service Tire Truck Center invited Jeff to go along uh, on a flight out there to your facility. And on that specific day, both Service Tire and Bowerbilt were there. And uh, you uh, you hosted. Jeff had a, you know, really great time there and meeting you and your people and uh, was able to really provide the entire concept that we have when we were finishing and how this Lester Roebuck could help the, the entire process through automation. That, that was the, that was nature. Both, both of them now are customers of, of, of ours and, uh, and doing, doing very well. And that was been, that was kind of, we got to also get introduced to IMI and learn more about your equipment. And now since we've, at installs, we've got installs going in all over uh, the country now um, with this, and we've really created a, an awesome solution. But I thought the really neat thing about when we started working, not just meeting on site, but working together uh, yeah. for our customers, was that you guys helped challenge us to help create a scalable solution. And what was really neat is, is how you guys looked at um, how we can use your equipment and how we can marry those together. Tim, can you tell us a little bit about um, how how you see your equipment pairing with with ours and what that can mean for for um, customizing that for each of your customers? Yeah, you know, I think there's a, one word that really explains it all and it's adaptability, right? So to be able to scale the system, to be able to fit in the process of, of that dealer today. I mean, we know that labor shortages is, is a real thing, right? So, and if we wanna produce the, the wheels through the system, we have to be adaptive to other ideas and other solutions. And the two components, you know, we've, we've got a down pad of ours, processing the wheel and get it done correctly. Now we've just got to add the flow to it, right? So we can increase that flow through the process. So what IMI, what you guys provided, you have a, you have your blasters that you blast the, the, the corroded wheel. Sometimes you had a burn off oven, we burn it, then we blast it. And we hang it on the line. And then one of your equipment partners was Nordson, so we can powder coat the wheel. And then you guys have a very powerful cure oven, IR cure oven, to be able to cure the powder in a really small, compact footprint, which has been super efficient. So with this process, when we're talking about marrying our parts together. We, we took out a manual conveyor and we put our automated conveyor in and integrated that in with our robot. And we ended up creating a complete automated solution. And when when we look at how we adapt to to all of our customers, um, it's been it's been really fun learning about um, where your bottleneck is. And we've really learned a lot, um, um, I think, from each other on how our conveyor and our robot can work with your your equipment. And most bottlenecks seem to come from the, your oven, most of your your customers' ovens. And um, 
don't you guys tell us a little about how your ovens and your powders work and how you guys have your own powder and all powders are not created equal, nor are the ovens. And, and can you guys tell us a little about what's uh, unique about your ovens and powder and blasters and how you see those working together? Sure. So I'll talk about the powder. You can take the, uh, the oven, the curing piece of it. Um, when we first got into this business, we were using liquid coatings. We had a primer top coat combination uh, liquid. It would take 48 hours to thoroughly air cure, which wasn't the most efficient. And then you know, we improved our entire process and, and got into powder coatings uh, later and have been improving them. But one of the things the things that's key is that when you look at a coating, uh, all coatings are not the same. We, we have this experience in our own homes. If we go to buy house paint, we want to paint four wheel, four walls in our, in our house. Uh, you can buy a good, better or best paint. And that best paint is going to go farther. It's going to maybe the price tag is going to be higher, but the cost uh, per square inch is going to be less. Now, the other thing is the quality of the finish. So when we, spec a powder coating for the wheel application. It was specific for wheels and the harsh environment that they're under. It's not a coating that's applied to office furniture, interior furniture, or uh, architectural finishes uh, that are just for exterior surfaces, but specific for this application. One of the keys uh, that ties into the Lesta robot is the amount of coating you put on the wheel, which that really helps us dial in on having that three to three and a half mils that goes on the surface of the wheel. So you're not getting too much. That's also a critical part of compliance and safety, because if you get too much powder on that wheel, then the two uh, assemblies that mate together on a driver trailer axle, they can become loose. So it's very important we have the right, the proper amount, and you have a quality coating that's going to have the corrosion protection it's going to withstand the salt and the magnesium chlorides that are on the road. Because they get they get hit with, you have different challenges depending on what region you're in, right? Because you have your your salt of, from your roads up north that are terribly hard on, on your wheels. And then you have kind of the same on the coastal regions too, where they're getting hit with a lot of different environmental um pieces that uh, having a good coating that can meet the to meet the standard or and also the life longevity of your tire and your uh, is really important. That's right. That's right. And even before that powder coating is applied, Derek, it's important that when you blast it, uh, we have a, a blaster made for this application and we use a, a shot blast media specifically designed for this so that you don't have extreme etching on the wheel surface. You can imagine if you are launching cannonballs at a wheel and you're yeah. developing craters and you have these high peaks. Now you've got to apply more and more powder coating to cover those peaks. So it's an entire process. So you look at the, the shot blasting, the media you're using, making sure you have a smooth surface and it's removing all the corrosion and you're doing that efficiently and effectively. And then the powder coating you're applying is high quality. And then from that point, uh, it's, it's going to withstand the environment and go into a curing oven that fully cures it because after that wheel comes out of the blaster, you want to be sure it's totally free of corrosion. Uh, first of all, we don't want to be applying powder coating and, and processing that through if it should be yanked out of service. And then uh, secondly, you want to get the right amount of coating on. And then the cure is the other critical ingredient. Tim can take it away from the cure side of it. Yeah, so, you know, if you look at our oven sizes, they're very adaptable in the sizes we need. You know, with the standard space constraints in a lot of these retreaders is 
you know, a six foot oven does it efficient enough to, to process the wheels fast enough for the automation and manually too. So, and we know with the, you know, with the IR and the ceramic panels that we can create enough heat to get that wheel to cure in, in that 10 minute or less, less than 10 minute window that we need to do to maximize the overall system. Um, so, you know, it's a very low maintenance oven. It doesn't take up much space and it definitely works to get that cure, that temp that we need for that wheel to kind of come out of the oven and be cured. That blew my mind when uh, me and I, Brad came with us on our first install. has been in the paint industry for 30 some years and we come from the convection convection oven world and when we saw your oven a six foot before but what's that gonna what's that little toy gonna do i don't mean to be disrespectful i'm used to some being some big in the manufacturing world ovens and that thing that blew my mind that that thing you're getting to 400 degrees before it's coming out of a six foot oven and uh we put our system in paired that up um to to your oven and uh we got guys that are putting out 200 wheels in an, an eight hour day with two people and with a six foot oven, it's just mind blowing. Um, and I think that's the neat part is that you guys have been in business for a long time. I've seen, we've, I think we've been and seen four or five different versions uh, uh, through the, I mean, no one ever gets rid of a piece of equipment. So um, you hit the different levels of your, your ovens. And so with the scalable solution that we made together with our conveyor, we can pair it with your, one of your older ovens and it may not have the power of your newer ones, and we can run at a little slower speed and still get our cure. And then when they want to make more and they want to get and do increase their speed with the robot, we can add another oven or we can replace that oven and um, we can meet whatever cure spec or, or time they need uh, to be able to go with your with your powder um, and uh, the your oven, or if they decided to, to take a chance out of cheaper powder that's got to have a different cure time, your system can still adapt to that until they want to come back to your better powder. There's the shameless plug for the for the your your own powder that you have there. So, um, so I think that's that's super cool. So what do you what do you guys? I mean, we've been we've been kind of through these couple projects together. We've got some got some really exciting ones in the pipeline that we're going to be working on together. Um, and I think what's really neat is. As Bob, you had said, um, talked about the philosophy that you take, that you and your company takes on supporting your customers. And I think that really speaks true to how we look at, uh, how we look at, I want to support our customers too, because we come from the customer side and now being on the equipment and the supplier side, uh, we're very passionate about that. But I liked it when hearing it coming from you last time when we spoke was really cool. So I want you to, to, to kind of repeat like how you guys feel about your, your company and how you support your customers. Well, I think that's what's so important when we're forming a partnership like this, that we're both committed to and have that equal passion for doing what's best for the customer. And that's where our values align. And we're both committed to that and can work together towards that. I think when you have that common ground, then you just work on the details of how we can coordinate our efforts to best serve the customer, because what we want to be about uh, collectively is helping that customer get a higher production throughput with a better quality finish. And it's going to lower their cost. It's going to give them a better quality product for their customers and a safer product ultimately. So what, what's really important in the relationship, we, you know, back a few years ago, even back in the late nineties, believe it or not, we had looked at how can we automate the application of powder? 
and we we looked at different solutions. Uh, some that are you know quite popular in large industrial manufacturing facilities, and they have a lot of software programming that goes into it, and that it's very involved. And at that point in time, very very pricey, and it just wasn't cost effective. It wasn't efficient. But the the Lesta robot and its self learning capabilities really overcomes a lot of those obstacles and makes it really a, a strong ROI for the customer. So we are really about validated solutions with a strong ROI. That is something that also resonates uh, with us when you are able to unpack, hey, here's the efficiencies, here's the return on investment because we can get this greater throughput. So from a value standpoint, from a, a validated solution standpoint, I think we very much align and looking forward to getting this really moving out in the marketplace together. Likewise, it's been it's been an honor getting to work with you guys, understanding and learning more about your company. Decades, you know, started in the 70s. Our company also started in the 70s, 1976, just a couple of years after uh, wow. uh, uh, yep, the, your side. So it's been, it's a neat partnership and uh, we're taking, we're taking all that experience and we're rolling that into um, a really comprehensive solution from right from rusty pallet to code shiny coated and ready to be put back on a, on a tire and a rim. So, and next time listeners that you're out there seeing, seeing down the interstate, look for white or black rims on your trucks, your UPS, your FedEx, your trucks and trailers. And uh, you'll see a piece of IMI and Lesta on there rolling down the road. And that's a super cool honor to be in the industry and to partner with you guys and really looking forward to seeing uh, what we can develop it down, down the road. So thanks, guys, you bet, guys. Tim, Bob, thanks for joining us today on this episode of Manufacturing a Stronger Standard. And everyone, please look out for, uh, for more episodes coming soon. And uh, get if you're not already on our, our, our listener list, get on there, like us and follow us. And uh, we'll see you. We'll see you again soon. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>